Welcome in to the DNVR Avalanche Podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, the number one rated sportsbook app out there. I'm your host, Rudo, joined as always by AJ Hayfley. And a day after we do a show where the NHL has decided nothing, they decide to have a start date of January 13th. Now, nothing is completely official. There's still a lot of work to be done, but it sounds pretty darn concrete that the league is going to start on January 13th, barring some kind of setback. Correct, AJ? Yeah. Uh, If it's not the 13th, it'll be right in that area. So, which is something we've talked a lot about. We, we, we kind of been hinting for a while that we think hockey would probably be back middle of the month. Yep. Everything kind of coming together. The 56 game season that was hinted at earlier in, I guess, last week seems to be the one they're going to go with. Multiple people have confirmed with people around the league that, the expectation is that, yes, it will be a 56-game season starting on January 13th. That's great news because that means hockey is just a little over a month away. The question is, now how does the NHL get there? Um, look, we had plenty of speculation on the show the other day, but that was ranging from maybe they'll have plenty of time to maybe they won't have a season at all. Having a 56-game season in place, having a date in place, sets things up a little bit more solidly. Um, First of all, it sounds like the NHL and the NHLPA have put financial conversations to the side, at least for the moment, and are trying to hash out what the season is going to look like first, which I think is great. If you have a solid plan for the season, the financial stuff you can figure out later, at least from a viewer perspective, knowing what's coming in the season is, is very, very nice to have. Yeah. It's, it sounds like the money issue is pretty much figured out at this point. Yep. So, and, and to be honest, it's funny because it's the thing that the rest of us care the least about. Right. Exactly. We don't give a shit how they divvy up the pie. Yep. All right. Like I'm all for I'm all for players getting paid and to not listen to billionaires whine and complain about how much money they're losing on you know their their sports franchises that are not their primary sources of income. But I'm I'm all about I'm all about the rest of this. Yeah. There's it looks like AJ probably disconnected. Oops. Oh, you're back. You lagged a little yeah, bit on us. I accidentally, there. accidentally bumped my uh ah yeah the Ethernet cable or whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice. cable. I bumped it. It's very sensitive. I could tell. <laughs> um, I'm all I'm all about the rest of these details. Let's pay. Let's let's figure out how big rosters are going to be. Let's get some details on the border. Let's figure out when fans can get in the stands. Let's let's figure out what training camp looks like. How many guys can be there? How big is it? And then let's start. Let's let's get into some preseason previews. I mean, we got yeah. If it's gonna start on January thirteenth, we got five weeks. It's let's a go. it's a one month sprint of what's coming up in the future season, basically. But uh, your Ethernet cable might be 
a good example of, of how easily things could go wrong in the next month or so leading up to this, this season, given there's a lot of things that even if the NHL does sort out all of their, their stuff could go wrong here. Like I just saw a tweet today. I, I forget who tweeted it, but Boston, the Bruins owner says they want 7,500 fans in the TD garden. For I mean, January Jeremy 30. Jacobs is a huge piece of shit. So it's no <laughs> surprise. It's no surprise whatsoever that he's trying to jam as many folks in there as he can. So uh, we'll see. He's like the architect of every lockout from the owner's side. That guy sucks. Uh, certainly the feasibility of fans in the stands, I think, is one of the biggest questions for the NHL to tackle. And one... Uh, look, I'm curious to see how it plays out. Is the NHL going to set a league-wide mandate or... Is it going to be more like the NFL where depending on the city you live in, you can kind of set your own restrictions to a certain extent? Well, the NFL had to lock that down because it wasn't working. So they had to set hardcore restrictions league-wide. So we saw what happened when they were like, good luck, guys. Here are some guidelines. Uh, And it just didn't work. Yep. Uh, Um, I think... uh, I think I think what we're the the big questions that they really have to face. Like we're watching WJCs fall apart right in front of us right now. Yeah. Yep. Um, teams Team Sweden may not even be able to send a team anymore. They've I I think the last count was four of their star players have been removed uh, are, are no longer going to get yeah. to go, and now their head coach. Yep. And so they're supposed to be leaving. I think here in in like a week they're the supposed to be leaving for the yeah. bubble. So that's that. Those guys aren't gonna have. It's disintegrating. You, are you are you gonna have WJCs without Team Sweden? Like one of one of the five hockey powers in the world. I mean, yeah, do I mean, what you gotta comes, do. The 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 tournament would have to come with a pretty significant asterisk at that point. You yeah, know, maybe not like a literal one, but we'll always remember it as like. Yeah, but Sweden wasn't there, right? Sweden wasn't even there. Sure. You know, I mean, would how how would Canadian fans feel if Team Canada didn't get to go, and WJCs proceeded, and somebody won that gold medal? Every single Canadian would immediately be like, "Well, but Canada wasn't there." It's not. But, see that? You hear that shit? <laughs> she just said, "Cancel it." <laughs> so this is exactly what I'm saying. Like, you can't have a WJCs without Team Sweden. Yeah, and I think this is. This is exactly this is exactly what I'm talking about when it comes to you have to they have got to figure some stuff out. Yeah. And it's one reason why I think look, I'm excited I'm excited, I'm amped up to get the season going to get hockey back, but they need some answers on stuff because January 13th, we're not going to be any better off. Yeah. All we're going to be doing on January 13th is going through the uh the aftermath of Christmas and New Year's. Yep. That's, That's it. True. And I mean Daily death rates, daily cases, everything everything is higher than ever in this region. This region being North America. So I and you've got to get a schedule together. You can't I I don't think that they can realistically expect that teams are going to play outside their division. 
You get a division. No you, you set up new divisions for one year. You stick to those divisions. The Avs do not need to be going out to the East Coast for any reason. I mean, if you're uh, teams are going to play what four games a week probably. Yeah, and and I think we're talking MLB. We've we've talked a lot about MLB yeah, style homestand style. Yeah, series where you going on. you fly you fly in on Wednesday, you play Thursday and Friday. Yep. You fly out that night. You have Saturday off, and then you go back. You play. You play Sunday and Monday. You rinse and repeat. Yep. It's gonna be. It's gonna be a thing, man. Uh, I mean, it's gonna be a hectic schedule. It's gonna be go 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 go. They're gonna go into cities. They're gonna play games. And they're gonna get out of Dodge. Yeah, I, 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 that's the only way that makes any kind of viable sense right now. And and that is fully the expectation of every division like obviously the canadian division that they're planning on cannot play against other teams because of the quarantine issues yeah but every they have, division they have to figure out their stay. nhl problems too yeah the the minor league i mean there's they'll have to have a taxi squad of some time at, of some kind at the very least i would have yeah. to think um well and and i mean just the, the that's for me that's got to be one of the biggest questions is what do Canadian teams do for the AHL? Yeah. Because, they... like, look, the Avs, the, the Eagles can play the Barracuda and the Rain and the Condors all day long in, in California right. and whatever, right? Just, like, schedule them to travel together if you wanted. Like, Yeah. They could spend they could spend three weeks there for all we know, whatever. Yeah. But the, but it's the full Eagles team. You know, it's it's no problem for situations like that. Like those those are not teams that have that that struggle. Yeah. But you know, the Bakersfield, the Condors, that that's Edmonton's affiliate. Yeah. You know, this is not the this is not the goals where they're down the road from Anaheim. Edmonton can't be calling up dudes for them having to quarantine for 14 days before they can join the team. (laughs) Right. There's going to be, they're going to have to, I I think they're going to have to consider expanded rosters. I, yeah, I, which they absolutely have to, I think, which I, maybe that's why we're seeing some teams not make big RFA decisions yet. Maybe that's why Tampa Bay has slow played a lot of this is because, Hey, if you get, if if you get an expanded roster and suddenly the the cap doesn't matter or whatever, then do something sneaky and throw dudes yeah. on your expanded roster, yes, kind of exactly. Thing. <laughs> like because that's the other consideration here. You still have a salary cap. What are you going to do? How does the expanded roster play into that? What do you do with that? True. So there's there's going to be there's there's still so many logistics that they have to work out. Um, I still think January 13th is an ambitious start. I, I think they should seriously consider pushing it back another week or two. Agree. Um, selfishly, makes my life easier. But I also think that just logistically, that I know that that's a week of games that they lose. But getting as far, uh, trying to thread the needle of getting away from the COVID spike that we're inevitably going to see through the holiday season and the, you know, starting early enough to play as many games as possible to make it feasible. Don't have to worry about a bye week. Don't have to worry about an all-star game. 
We don't have any of those things that we have to worry about this year. Drop the puck, let's go. We'll play four games a week. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, but I do want to get a little bit more into the feasibility of the January 13th date, but we do need to take our first period break with Chevalier Mortgage dnvrmortgage.com head on over there and enter to win yourself a free dnvr shirt or hat of your choice but more importantly get set up with a free consultation to discuss all of your options mike and virginia are not only diehard broncos fans as well as csu alums but they have supported us here at dnvr for a long time as members their husband and wife team with over 15 years of financial services experience and since your home is likely to be one of your largest assets and your mortgage your largest debt they believe it's vital to consider your full financial picture when purchasing a home. This includes considering your short-term and long-term planning goals, your investments, and your tax situation. Mike and Virginia will work tirelessly to find the best loan for your situation. Again, visit them at dnvrmortgage.com or call Virginia directly at 303-257-6578 and get yourself all set up. At least get entered to win a free DNVR shirt or hat when you visit them. Michael Chevalier, NMLS 1931006, Virginia Chevalier, NMLS 1910631. So, getting back into that January 13th date in the second period here, how much time do they need for a training camp before the start of the season? Because if we're talking about two weeks, that means training camps are starting right around New Year's, which is, as you said, likely to be a peak time for a for a blow up of, of a covid spread. Yeah, I think that's problematic. You're going to have guys missing camps cuz they're testing positive because you know somebody's going to go to a christmas party, somebody's going to go wear to, you know, wear an ugly sweater around other ugly sweaters. Yep. And it turns out that that's not a very good shield against a virus. <laughs> might be might be a great shield, you know, against against the uglies, but it's not stopping COVID, and that's problematic. You know, you know that somebody's somebody's brother of a wife or girlfriend or whatever. Somebody's they're going to come in contact with somebody, and now guys are missing training camp. Guys are going to be missing all these things. For me, it's you want to start as early as you can, but you have to thread that needle. You have to you have to weigh that. You know, start it on try and try and get guys into camp on the fifteenth. You know, then and then start it, you know, start two weeks after that. It's yeah, I'm you just run this risk, right? Of if someone gets it on the team, there's the potential in a training camp to spread it to the rest of the team. And then all of a sudden a team gets decimated for the start of the season. I mean, we're seeing in the NFL right now, you're seeing like very rarely is it like one guy goes test right. positive and goes on their COVID list. Exactly. It's like seven or eight guys at a time. And you just have to like deal with it. You just wait it out and hope that it's for the best. You know, right yep. now the the Carolina Panthers, you know, they play Denver this weekend and they have like eight dudes that are questionable. You know, are they are they good or or not? Can they practice? Are they what's going on? And that's that's in a league that has the benefit of waiting a week until for every game. How's the, how's the NHL going to manage that? Because if a guy can't, if a guy gets pulled because of a positive test and he's out for five days, all right, well, then a couple of other guys get pulled out because they're, you know, now, now they've all been in close contact. All those guys that sit next to each other in the locker room, you know, you, 
you can't really distance very well when you have 27 stalls for a 23-man roster. So, you know, how do you distance? How do you, how do you, you know, one guy tests positive, how do you prevent that from taking over at least a, a quarter of your room? I, I just, these are all things that have to be figured out. And, and with, with the way that people are just licking doorknobs to try and prove how much they don't need to wear a damn mask, you have people out there that just don't give a shit about other people. And so it's going to spread. It's going to continue. You know that the holidays, it's just going to happen. You're going to, we're going to see videos. You and I are probably going to be sitting at home on New Year's Eve being nice and responsible and not hanging out like we did last year. Yep. We can't, and we're gonna see videos on on Twitter of people that are out, you know, hitting up clubs and shit, doing you know, just going to parties and doing their thing because they just don't care. And all of that is gonna have a trickle down effect. It's gonna hit the NHL. It's it, just going to. And one of the big concerns for the NHL schedule for me um, is they don't have extra time. I mean, th- th- I think the plan initially is to have like a week after the season for makeup games. That's not yeah, enough time. Even if it's two weeks that they give, you know, okay, so two weeks you play makeup games. What about the teams that are fine? Now right. they're going to go two weeks before playing between you know, between the, the the end of their regular season and the start of their postseason? Like, uh, it's imperfect. There isn't a perfect solution, of course. It's gonna, there's gonna be something. Maybe those teams can play exhibitions in the meantime. You know, I don't know. The vaccine thing. We're hearing about how vaccine distribution. It's the news of that is starting to roll out. It's gonna be very slow. We don't yep. know where NHL players are gonna be on that list. I certainly expect that Gabe Landeskog is probably getting vac- vaccinated before I am, but. I don't know how much more. I don't know how much earlier it'll be. There are, the, again, there are serious moral questions here about how to prioritize athletes. Yep. In this in this spot, you know the you have to you have to prioritize frontline workers, and, and there's a ton of them. People people working in hospitals, people working in grocery stores, people that have to be out there every single day in front of these in front of the general public. You know that that has to happen. Those had they have to be priority. Yep. You cannot make any argument that an athlete needs to be in front of any of those people. You know, friend of the pod uh, is a manager of one of the King Supers in Denver. That dude better get vaccinated before an Avs player. He has to. See, this is uh, Pin King. You talk about creating a bubble, but you're asking players to stay in a bubble for six months. And I mean, I know they get to travel a little bit here and there, but what do you do with player families at that point? And I mean, even if they come into the bubble, you're now in a bubble for the entire season. It's just not realistic. Yeah. They're not going to live that way. And I know that, I know that because they make more money than we do. A lot of us expect that who cares? Who cares about their quality of life? They make money. They can just buy their happiness or whatever. But realistically, it's not going to be, it's going to be miserable. Even if their families can come into the bubble, there's no way that they're going to do that. They probably wouldn't even agree to a bubble for the postseason again, let alone an entire regular season. That's just not going to happen. Yep. Given all the, uh, 
the info that came out based on the last playoff bubble where I wouldn't say things were terrible or anything, but I think expectations certainly weren't met for a lot of players. We talked, we talked about how there was a thin line between these are reasonable gripes and these are babies. Yeah, for sure. These are, these are privileged dudes who are whining about having to deal with for them, substandard conditions. And it's like, (laughs) there's a, the dude, and I, I did like the guy in the ESPN article who acknowledged it was ridiculous that he was complaining about eating steak every day. Yeah. But, like, think about it. If you, if, if you, like, you go out for a juicy steak tonight and it's great and it's amazing and you're thrilled, now fast forward and do it nine days in a row, you're going to be sick of it. Yeah. I mean, you do anything enough and it gets old, but. About the only thing that I could eat every day and be perfectly happy is a Caesar salad. I don't know why. I just think those things are great. But it's that's just that's just basic, you know. Okay, so they needed more variety in the meals that they got cooked for them. Yeah, I mean, you hope for the best, of course, right? With with whatever plan, but you have to prepare for the worst and. The yeah. NHL needs to be prepared for a wave of COVID to hit the NHL. And, and that's part of why uh, you have to do the only individual play, because if one team gets hit and they've only played in division, well, at worst, you can keep the other three divisions up and running. And they, they're not affected by that. So it's going to be a little weird at times, I think. And and certainly, you know, there's a good chance we see some weird stuff like the Broncos starting their fifth string quarterback the other week. I think you're going to see some hockey teams playing some guys you've probably never heard of. It's um, to call call Kendall Hinton the fifth string quarterback was generous. generous. Yeah, well, he was he was the practice squad wide receiver who had played quarterback in his life before. <laughs> So, I mean, you might see Eric Johnson play goalie this year. That's all I'm saying. There's that one adorable video of him playing goalie as a kid. Yep. That's why he's the guy. Yep, exactly. Yeah, a guy with knee problems playing goaltender. That should go. Surely it'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be great. It uh, won't hurt every time he drops down into a butterfly. On that note, we need to take our second period break as that is a perfect segue into Strava Craft Coffee, the CBD-infused coffee that has really changed lives and can help with joint pain if you do have some. Also, migraines, IBS, many other aches and pains as well. If you haven't tried it yet, you can get 20% off at StravaCraftCoffee.com when you use code DNVR20 at checkout. And when you love it, you can sign up for their subscription service as well. And, of course, our main sponsor is DraftKings Sportsbook as well, has a bunch of amazing bets for you right now. UFC 256 coming up this weekend. You have an opportunity to triple your winnings when you place any bet on any fight in the UFC 256. So jump on that while you still can, and you can get that $1,000 sign-up bonus when you sign up with a new account with code DNVR. So be sure to jump in there, get your triple your winnings, get your $1,000. They have odds boosts every single day if you want to bet on just about any sport under the sun. Check them out. Give it a go. 
both the app or online. Either way, you can get what you need to make some amazing bets. So download that top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code DNVR when you sign up to get that $1,000. It's a $1,000 deposit bonus for a limited time only. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. Bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus and a deposit bonus requires 25x playthrough. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. AJ, what is the next step? here for the NHL. Look, we're talking about a season and preparing for for COVID issues and all of that, but the reality is right now the NHL has a date and a number of games and that's about it. Yeah, next next step is I mean, you've got to figure out the schedule. Yep. I think this I think the schedule is the most important thing for them to to decide on next because once they figure out a schedule then they can figure out the contingency plans. They have something to work off of. Okay, we're only going to play division in division teams. Teams are only teams are going to travel. You know, this is how travel is going to work. They're gonna they're gonna go out on the road for a week, and they're gonna go, and you know they're gonna the Colorado is gonna play San Jose twice. They're gonna play LA twice. They're gonna play Anaheim twice, and then they're gonna come back. You know, they're gonna have a ten day trip. They play six games, three sets of back-to-backs, and then come home. Bam. It's exhausting. It's going to be tough. But it's funny because you want to talk about pampered. That's an AHL schedule. Yep. That's just what AHL teams do all the time. And we always talk about back-to-backs like they're the end of the world in the NHL. But you stick a bunch of teams in, in... you know, you've got 56 games and I mean, we're not that far removed from an AHL league that would make you play three games in three days. Like <laughs> if, the Friday, Saturday, Sunday set. Yep. I used to love those when in when I lived in Houston uh, and and, you know, the who the the Blues affiliate at the time would come into town and for three days and I just I hated them so much (laughs) and it was just it was great it was you know as a fan it's great because you're like three days of going to the rink this is gonna be awesome by the third day the players are like god this sucks yeah they're dying on the ice in the third period of that third game but you know we're we always talk it's funny how we talk about back-to-backs in the NHL but the AHL does them every single week it's just an AHL schedule that's just life for those guys yep so, you know, guys guys with familiarity from the AHL will have a leg up. They've lived that before. Martin Kaut's going to be like, no, this is just life. This is, this this is, is all I know. my normal North American experience right yeah, here. Exactly. <laughs> so. But I think, I think getting a schedule together is the most important thing, and then you work around that. You leave the buffer between the end of the year and the playoffs so that, you can you can make up however many games that you need to make up. You can do what you need to do with the schedule. You fit games in. Do do whatever. You know the flexibility will be important because games are going to get canceled. Games are going to get moved. You have to be willing to move a game. If there's one thing that the NFL has gotten increasingly criticized for, it's that 
they don't seem to have a standard for moving games or canceling games or any of that. You know, the Broncos, had they moved the Bronco that Broncos game two days, it, it wouldn't have been, have been a farce. After it would have been perfectly fine. Already moved a Broncos game earlier in the year for less. Four times they moved the Broncos Patriots game. Yeah. And they wouldn't move they wouldn't move the Bron the the, the Broncos Saints game once. Because you gotta send that message. And then they moved the Ravens Steelers like seven times to get that thing in. Yep. Point being, they've got to have a better plan than that. You have they have to be willing to cancel a game and move it to the end of the season. Do whatever. If you're not willing to cancel, you have to be willing to to hand out forfeits at the very least. Well, because you can't you can't sit there and try and say that you're you're have you're putting on you're going through the effort of putting on a regular season and a postseason and all of that. But if you're regularly just playing in games where half of the team is AHL guys or whatever, you know, if a COVID outbreak hits a team, they've got to they've got to cancel games. Yeah. You can't just be like, oh, well, just cut up all your gays. And, you know, you can't you can't have massive competitive disadvantages. If, if Eric Connors still... on your top line playing against Steven Stamkos, it's not going to be an interesting <laughs> hockey game. Right. You know, it was it was one thing when the Avs last year were facing the reality right before the shutdown of JT Comfer as their first line center. Yep. Because of just injuries like that yep. was just that's life. There's nothing you can do about that. But you're building in the ability to cancel games. So they have to draw their line in the sand and say X number of players that are going to be out because of this means that game will get moved to the end of the year. Figure out where the line in the sand is that everybody's comfortable with and stick to it. I I think um, it's going to be tough to draw that line to a certain extent because of contact tracing and, and things like that. Sure. It's going to be really tough, but they've got to, as long as they're consistent in their decision-making and true. they figure out, they figure out a process that works for them. It's going to be shaky at first. It probably won't make a lot of sense at first, but as long as throughout the year they land on something, if everyone right. gets held to the same standard, then you won't feel, you won't feel the way the Broncos fans feel right yeah. now. We're like, yep. <laughs> There, there are plenty of reasons that they they lose football games every week, but the league cut them off at the knees. They never stood a chance. Yeah. It would be like if all of the Avs goaltenders and legitimately Eric Johnson had to go and play net. Like you were joking about that, but that's exactly what that situation would be like. Yep. It would be like if the emergency backup goaltender, the David Ayers, you know, had to go in and play the whole game, start to finish. There's no adrenaline rush. He has to go in there and actually just do the thing. <laughs> yeah, that'd be brutal. Definitely. They've gotta they've gotta find a way where they make decisions and they say, okay, this is this is unacceptable for our league. A competitive league, we can't have this. We've gotta we've gotta move these things around. So it's find just the, it's all tough. I'm saying is find their line in the sand. Find find what everybody is comfortable with, even if even if it has to change a little bit from the first from the beginning of the season, find a find a consistency is what I'm saying. Yeah. What I'm trying to get to here. I agree. Find a I... consistency, something that makes sense for everybody, and then work with it as the year goes on. Right. And and that's you again, you have to plan for the worst. If we get 
into May and vaccines are widely available and it's not a problem, great, then problem solved. But you have to plan for that not being an option. Yep. And if the NHL doesn't, then the season is going to certainly suffer. But we'll see how things get fully worked out. We'll see how what the playoffs are even going to look like if they get there. These are things way down the line. I mean, we're still talking about the basics of the basics here. We don't have any – there's not going to be a set date for anything. I mean, the start of the season is it. There's going to be a signing date that's required. There's going to be a trade deadline. If that's a whole other ball game entirely, are trades even going to be allowed to a certain extent? What's that process like? Because yeah. you know, in, again, in the NFL right now, you have to, and I only reference them because it's the only league going on. Yeah, um, college football is kind of happening, but that's even more of a disaster than the NFL mm-hmm. is. Indeed. Um, but like the NFL, if you want to sign somebody, you know, off the practice squad, or if you wanted to trade for somebody, which killed the trade deadline for them, like they had to, they had to come in and they had to quarantine and then they had to go through protocols. And it was like, it was like a week and a half before you had access to the player. Yep. What's it look like in the NHL after how many, if you're going to have a 56 game schedule, how many, how many games left do you have your trade deadline? Is it 10? Right. I mean, and if you get a guy who misses five of those games because he has to quarantine or whatever, is it even worth trading for somebody at that point? Yeah. Right. Like that. Kind of, I hadn't even thought about a trade deadline, but the trade deadline is going to be a huge question mark. So it's just another question on top of the pile of just more work for them to do. They've got to all come to an agreement. They've got to figure it out. And, you know, players have to be on board with these things too. Yeah, for sure. They, players have to be like, look, you got to put us in positions to be successful. We're, you know, we'll make sacrifices on some things that matter a little less to us, but they're also accustomed to certain standards. You got to, you got to cater a little bit to your product here. Yeah. No, no doubt about it. Uh, a date is nice. I'm I'm very happy to be doing this show saying, look, we have a date. We can start working towards a season. We can start doing previews of a season. But let's also not kid ourselves in saying that it's an easy road to an NHL year because it's not going to be. Uh, there's going to be a lot of bumps along the way and – as dead set as it seems like the league is starting on January 13th or whatever, you don't know. Tomorrow we could wake up and 15 hockey players have COVID and they have to postpone that idea. Like we just don't know. So you're going to have to roll with the punches quite a bit this season, regardless of your, you're a player, a fan, any, however you're involved. There's yeah. I mean, Z and I were having the conversation this morning. Do I even need to come back to Denver if they don't allow media involved in things? Right. There's a very serious question that training camp will be no media allowed. Yeah. Nobody so. nobody allowed to even watch. Certainly we aren't going to come within 100 yards of the players. Yep. So, you know, what's what's the line even for for us in our industry? Bringing you guys content. How clo- how much 
can we do that we are accustomed to that you know maybe all we get are just zoom calls with players all year long because if that's the case the season's gonna suck yep uh, it'll I mean, be fun to watch them, but everything after that is going to suck. It'll be fun hockey. I mean, we'll still have plenty of content, but yeah, not getting the the interviews is, in person is definitely disappointing. Yeah, I but. mean, that's the, the think about all the stories that we get to tell on the pod because of things that we see in the room and experiences we have yep. being around the team, and you know, funny funny stories and just insights into guys. You know that I know everybody makes fun of the media and it's fun to dunk on us, but. You know, we we're the we're the vessels for that. Yep. We're the people who are there in the room to give you guys those kinds of looks and stories. So, if we don't have any of that, we're all just watching on TV together. True, it's it's definitely a tough situation where certainly you're not going to get everything you want and. I think everyone would agree working in the media or not. You'd rather have hockey than no hockey, but you'd also one have hockey be safe. And two, the moral question of, look, there's probably a lot of people I'd rather have safe than have a hockey season. If that's what it comes down to. So whatever happens, it will be interesting. I. You hope for the best. You prepare for the worst. Again, that's that's all you can really do in these situations. And hopefully things work out. I, certainly, I would love to watch and cover the Avs as soon as possible. But either way, I, you know, AJ and I will be here five days a week giving you the podcast. So hopefully it's talking about hockey and not talking about how there's not hockey pretty soon. <laughs> yeah. Next week, it might be you and a couple of other people. Yeah. True. We have a house to move into. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> um, other no news notes around the league a little bit. Friend of the Avs, Francois Allaire has been hired by the Florida Panthers to help save Bobrovsky's career. Good luck. That's that's about it. Um, yeah. Expectations around the league are extremely all over the place. I, I already mentioned uh, Boston wanting to have 7,500 fans in the building, whereas other teams are preparing for an entire season of no fans. So it, it's really... There has been nothing decided. That's the point I want to stress. You have a date. Great. Get excited for that. But you have nothing else decided. Hopefully over the next week, it's expected that a lot of those details will get hashed out and will come out. And then we'll have something to work off of. But until they're out, it's like uh, it's like the first movie trailer, right? Don't get too hype on the first movie trailer because it's a it's the thirty seconds they specifically picked to show you. Yeah, yeah, it's a good way to put it. We should we should make a trailer for the upcoming season in a world where COVID Seriously. runs rampant. 
We should we should make an, a, a ridiculously satirical and over the top trailer for the upcoming half season. <laughs> I'm down. It would be fun. All right. Well, maybe that's something you'll see on on the pod sometime in the future. <laughs> we'll see. But uh, we do have to get out of here for today with Green Mountain Dental Group, the best family owned dentist in the Denver metro area, just 15 minutes from downtown Denver over in Lakewood. We've had a bunch of people from DNVR going over there and say it's one of the best dental experiences they've ever had. When you sign up for a cleaning x-ray and exam with them, you get a free Sonicare toothbrush to make cleaning your teeth just that much easier. And they'll send you a bunch of cards reminding you when you set up an appointment with them so you don't forget about it. They take care of everything for you. So jump on over to Green Mountain Dental Group and get your free Sonicare toothbrush today. Thank you, everybody, for watching, listening, however you may consume the podcast. That's going to do it for us on this one. Uh, We'll be back tomorrow, Thursday, Friday. You know the drill. We're always here for you. So hopefully we see you then, and we will talk to you guys next time.